Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are back after a little hiatus, getting in to the best time of the year. It's March Madness. It's time to go dance in. And while we're not going to give you our bracket predictions just yet, we're going to get you back in the flow of things. What to look for, players to watch, exciting first-round matchups, who could go maybe all the way and then get into kind of the nitty-gritty as the week goes on. Obviously, NFL free agency is coming up. Obviously, big announcements today in football. We're going to get that to you at some point, but right now we're going to focus on the dance. We're going to focus on the best time of the year, back in its normal setting for the first time in over two years. Rutgers is going dancing, so Justin, I know I know the answer, but are you ready? So ready. So ready. Bert, take it away. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. Go check them out, facevalueclothing.com. Springtime is here. Saturday was 28 degrees. That's the last cold day that we're going to have to worry about until Lumineer season is is ending in the fall. Uh, We're going to have 60s all week. It's going to be beautiful weather. And you have to kick it off by getting yourself some face value clothing. I was showing people at the bar this weekend face value clothing. I was like, check out my boy. Check him out. Get yourself some gear. Everyone loved what they saw. You got to get yourself some gear. Facevalueclothing.com. As Zach said, it is March time. It's the best time of the year. There's a lot going on in the sports world now with you know Tom Brady saying that he's unretired. But we're not here to talk about that today. No, That's, that's for a different time because right now we're here to focus on basketball um, we did have a little bit of our hiatus, gave ourselves a little bit of break after football season, but we're back. We're here to give you some thoughts initially on the bracket, and then Wednesday morning, I think. So Tuesday night, we're going to record, and Wednesday morning, we're going to release our bracket predictions um, and, and really go game by game, matchup by matchup. But today, we're going to kind of hit the storylines, our thoughts, our initial thoughts on the bracket. Um, you know, like Zach said, who we like, who we don't like, and for me personally. I haven't even like really done. A, I'm usually into the nitty gritty right by now, but it was such a long season. And to find, just when Rucker's name was called today, sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. And I have just been soaking in that sigh of relief um, to play in Dayton on Wednesday. So that's kind of where I'm at mentally right now. Yep, obviously the dogs are in it, but uh, there's a lot going on in this bracket. I mean, just to kind of get into it, uh, I'm looking at it kind of for the first time from. Uh, got, we got the paper copy. Obviously, that's one yep. thing I think we've addressed yep. many years now. If you're doing a bracket, you need a paper copy. It just feels right in the hand. Um, probably the lowest amount of bid stealers that we've ever had, which mm-hmm. Rutgers and IU are probably extremely thankful for. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had Richmond today, which you know everyone felt like was the dagger. but That was really the only God, one. God, other than that, that might be the only one. But I mean, looking at the committee's rankings... Um, I think Rutgers was 44th, so we had to probably... I think IU would have been IU was the one last of team the in. next teams to be out. Yeah, maybe the next team. Rutgers had a little bit of room for error being at 44. 
Um, and I did. I was not comfortable coming in today at all. It was a very long, stressful day, just waiting for six o'clock to roll around. But um, apparently, we had some breathing room. But like you said, IU did not. Uh, Davidson. I there was seven teams that tweeted out like, I think that's a dagger for our team once Davidson lost. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I think the biggest snub, if we had to do the snub game. The only one I would say is A&M, just because of the run they did go on, yeah. um, making the championship of the Big 12, having, I'm sorry, SEC, having some big wins. Um, but you know what? No one really cares about A&M, so I'm not really complaining or caring. Um, and also, can I say one other thing? Like, I'm kind of, I was kind of getting annoyed by people complaining about the seating. People That's act I, like they're like, the committee's not taking in the, con- like, the games that are played on Saturday and Sunday. It's like, yeah, but they also can't just take in that game. There was 30 other games played this year. Yeah. You know, they're like, IU just beat Michigan. Why is Michigan and Lemsey and IU playing in Dayton? Well, guys, yeah, they just won. But what happened to 34 games? They had a similar record. And Michigan also had one of the hardest strengths of schedules coming into, like, I mean, at, at the end five. of the year. And IU didn't. So there's a reason why that happened. It, it takes a lot more than just one game in your conference tournament on a Thursday for you to get a higher seed. I agree. I agree. I think momentum is important in the seating, but you can't completely do recency bias when factoring it in. And if you're going to, yeah, you know, the IU fans are upset, um, even though they have a good draw, which we can talk about at some yeah. point. Um, you did beat Michigan barely. A great comeback, great win that led to the win at Illinois after that and should have been a win really against Iowa to go to the Big Ten Championship. But then we're just supposed to ignore Michigan walking into Assembly Hall and 20-piece in them. Yeah. Um, you know, so you could al- there's always another side to this, and you can't just look at this past week. Um but yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one I think people are upset about is is Duke still holding on to that two seed line with Tennessee, the way they did I, finish, because um, Duke had some losses to end the yeah. year. So that's the only one I could see because ten- Tennessee because was is hot. Tennessee's there would have very been hot. Three SEC teams as a two seed. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I just don't know if they'd ever do that. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um, you know, looking at the conferences, the Big East, it's a lot of eight nine kind of mesh. Yep. <laughs> they're pretty much all in it unless they're not. Unless your name's not UConn or Villanova. And um, the Big Ten got nine teams in it, which Big is Ten's everywhere, but insane. I think the second best, like you said, is the Big East and ACC got six. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It's going to be fun. I mean, I don't know. You've probably gotten a chance to look at it a little more than me. Just initial reactions. Um, initial maybe a game. We don't have to get into the game and predictions, but just a game that you see you like right off the bat. Or just kind of your initial thoughts? Yeah, I think initially, um, you know, I don't know how much we've talked about college basketball at all this year on this podcast. I can't – maybe no. if we sprinkled it, no. but that's it. Uh, there's there's no – it's not top-heavy, you know. There's been previous years where it's like these are the three teams. It's like pick one of these three teams to win it all, and you're going to have at least two of them in your Final Four. Think about this year when we look at all of our top seeds. They've all had losses, like unexpected losses. They can all lose on any given day, but they also can win against anybody. You know, that's when I look at really the top 15 teams in this year's bracket, you can all give them a case for them to go on a run and you can all have a case where that they lose and, you know, on the second or in the second round. And I think that's one of the really interesting things. I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil in this bracket because I think we're going to see a lot of up high seeds go down early and we're going to see some, you know, runs. I'm looking at, I, I you know, the 5-12 has always been the big matchup, but I like a lot of 13s and 4 matchups this year. Uh, just kind of picking and choosing which ones you think. Because, uh, again, I think you give a case for so many of these teams. Um, you know, I, if I'm looking specifically, uh, I like Vermont. But does Arkansas struggle again as a four seed? You know, they did last year with Colgate. They pulled it out. But are they going to be able to respond after that happening last year? And then they went all the way to the Elite Eight. Um, are they going to struggle in the first round again after knowing, you know, they had they came out of the gate slow last year? 
South Dakota State. I really, really like South Dakota State's team. Those guys haven't lost in forever, and I watched them in their conference tournament, and they just score the basketball at a very high level. But also, their second round could potentially be against Iowa. First team to 100. And that that's just not a good matchup. And then also Iowa. Iowa and Wisconsin, I think one of those teams could, I, as of now, I think one of those teams could make the Final Four because I just don't think that that's a very strong bracket. I think that... Uh, Kansas can struggle at times with their offensive ability. In Auburn, we just we've said all year, you know, those they just have not been proving anything outside. Like they've lost in the first round of the SEC tournament. They haven't done well on the road. And I think Auburn, with if they don't use Jabari Smith in the right way, where it's literally just let him do everything, they could struggle and they could lose early. And you're gonna see you're gonna see a one seed lose in the round of 32, and you're going to see a two-seed lose in the round of 32. And I think it's just finding out which one is going to do it because I could give you a case for every single one and what matchups they're going to have potentially. So yep. that's my initial reaction. It's basically chaos is going to be ensuing. Yeah, I think when you think of college basketball darlings, Vermont was number one coming into this. And like you said, once again, it kind of sucks for Arkansas because Colgate was the pick for everyone to make last year. Yeah, And they came out strong, and now it's Vermont is the pick. Um like you said, I mean, I don't know how many years. How many years in a row has, has one seed not advanced the second round? It's basically I can't every year. It's almost every year. It's it's insane. Yeah. So there, I mean, that's going to happen. When I look at far away, you know, just kind of taking bigger picture look, I think most people. I'm guessing the most popular pick is going to be Arizona. It seems like they have the least restraint to get to the final four. I know everyone wants to say Gonzaga, but I think there's issues there. Um, I, I there's I was going to get into that later, but I, I agree with you. Everything you're saying. So. Yeah, yeah, and you're a Gonzaga guy too. And this isn't even me being the like the Gonzaga hater. It's just it is what it is. It's a tough draw. Um, I think when you look at it, the East I think was agreed upon was loaded. I mean, it's the fact that you can get Purdue and Kentucky. I mean, you go with that starting five five matchup. It is identical players yeah. at every single position in that game. It would be amazing. And then you still have Baylor. Look, it's theirs for the taking. Still, you have to beat them. Um, they're going to be ready to play. Uh, and they, they could play North Carolina. I mean, it's just loaded. That bracket's loaded. Uh, I think Illinois got screwed. Um, you, when you look at Illinois, everyone knows Illinois, Kofi Coburn, Cochran, whatever his name is, dominant. The, one of the most dominant big men, and they were going to play a mid-major team. And the committee decided, because the committee plays games, yep. they decided to give them Chattanooga. Who has? Who has Sylvia DeSosa. Who is? Kansas transfer. He was dominant, high-star recruit, played well at Kansas, but almost beat someone with a chair at the end of a game and ended up leaving after some issues. Came to Chattanooga and dominated. And I just think that's unfair to Illinois and Kofi, after especially last year when they got kind of screwed with Loyola with Cutrig and the bad matchup that we all Mm -hmm. knew. Mm-hmm. And I don't that I, I said was going to happen. I, I took it out last second. I'm, I still regret that. And I we, still regret and, that. And so there is that part of me, and we have to get – obviously I'll do my research, you'll do yours, and we'll get into the picks. But when I first saw this, I'm like, well, I can't have Illinois losing again. That's exactly what I said. And I see Chattanooga. I'm like, damn, well, I, yeah. I might pick Chattanooga. Because everyone loves Chattanooga this year, And you can't pick too. a team to get upset twice. This isn't like the that's Iowa State. It, and, yeah. and that's exactly what I want to do with the Arkansas thing. I was right. like, I, I don't right. know how many times I can do this because it, it's almost like – they have to understand what they're coming into, right? They're going to be more prepared for it. Yeah. I mean, I talked to Geo Baker tonight, no big deal, and they were like, you know, how does Houston, how does that Houston game play in your head? And he said, um, you know, it, it's a good reminder for us, and you know, we do think about this because we've learned we learned a lot from that game, and we they went on to the Final Four. But it's just one of those things where anything can happen in any game in March, and they're aware of that. And I think having that understanding, if you are in Illinois and if you are uh, Arkansas, you're not taking anything lightly. Yep. And I think that can completely change a team that's just coming in and, and they're hot for the first time in the tournament. Yeah, and the, yeah, and Iowa is going to be a really popular pick because God, 
it's the last team you watch before it's just like Illinois last year, and then they showed that graphic um, late in the second half of how horrible these Big Ten champions have Dude, done. No, see, I thought that they've actually done really well the last five times. There's been I didn't even look at it. So I guess Michigan what did say Final Four. It was that. Final Four. There was a there was a Final Four, a Sweet Sixteen. It was really the only bad one was last year with Illinois because you have to think 2020 we didn't have a tournament in last year's 20 or Illinois losing the round of 32. See, I didn't even really look Before at it. Before that, 2019 and 2018 was Michigan in the Final Four and the national championship. Did they go to Final Four? No. Yeah. 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 They did. Yeah. Yeah. And then the year before that was like Michigan State okay. lost in the Sweet Sixteen. So it 16. wasn't about that. So it really wasn't that bad. What a stupid graphic. Okay. Yeah. No, because I my first reaction was like, oh, this is going to be pretty, and then I did a double take. Okay. Yeah, I mean, lots of like with Iowa. Um, the other thing is <laughs> Michigan State. So I, I need to find this. Uh, oh, the Foster Lawyer Revenge game? I mean, I... Uh, keep going on your thoughts. Okay. Well, I was just going to say real quick. Um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to say right now. But Rutgers, baby, a really good matchup against Notre Dame, I think. And I really like how we'd have Alabama if we won. Um, playing a team that's athletic and can't score sounds a lot like my team. Um, and so we're just going to see who can be more athletic and who can score the ball a little bit more than the other team. And Zach is still looking. February 8th. There it is. February 8th, Mike Lisak texted at 7.50, I'm guessing after a Michigan State game. February 8th. You know what's going to happen this year. MSU is going to lose to Davidson in the first round of the tourney. I can feel it. That sucks. February 8th. Oh, that sucks. He was very – I mean – you don't you don't want that in your back. Obviously, life. Foster Lawyer, the transfer from Michigan State. Yeah. Not like he's some big star or name, but it's a it's a storyline. Really the that. committee loves doing that in the first round. Yeah, they love getting these little matchups. I hate what they did because they do this to Butler every time. Mainly when we were coming out of the Horizon League, mm-hmm. they put Murray State and San Francisco against each other. Two really really good mid major programs. Um, they're at the bottom of the East in that 7-10. And I hate that it's in the East, dude. I hate that it's in the East. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just, I think it's totally unfair to put these mid-majors against each other and knock them out. You know, everyone loves to see the mid-major take on the Power Five and watch them beat them. Um, so I just, I don't know. That's just a little mid-major bias that I'm sure a lot of small schools out there feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, continuing to look. I mean, you got to be happy if you're a Rutgers fan or an IU fan because, my God, I, I mean, you go back... And I'm trying to think. You think of the LaSalles. You think of the VCUs. You think of the UCLA's, the Syracuse's. You know, someone coming out of this first four is going to the Sweet 16. Did they do it when they – were they – No, that was an 8-9. Okay. um, That they got to play in South Carolina. Somebody always makes a Sweet 16 from those first four. Yeah, so you're – you love to be in that spot. It is really weird that they're making IU and Rutgers go – all the way out west, that's a pretty hard deal. I was wondering that because we have to – Rutgers, for example, plays 9-15 Eastern time yeah. on Wednesday night. And then if they – the winner of that game plays 4-15 Eastern time. The same thing for IU pretty in, much too. On Friday. Yeah, that's really, really hard. That's really and, hard. And across the country. And then obviously if you win that two days later to play again. Yeah. So that's, that's the hardest part because I don't think the travel has typically been like that for these teams. Usually I figure it would be something, you know, if you go to like Texas maybe. Yeah, that's – I mean that's – that could be a factor. Um, I'm looking – I mean, Michigan people are pretty pissed about. They have an interesting matchup with Colorado State. I think Michigan's going to be a really trendy pick there. Um, I'm interested to see how kind of the metrics play out in that matchup because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just feels like everyone's going to be on Michigan. Um, you said it with Auburn. When I came in like halfway through this year, I'm like, Auburn's my national champion. It's not close. And their guards just refused to get the best player in college basketball involved. Yeah. Um, let's Dude, talk about some guys. Well, so, I was just going to say real quick, if that Murray State – 
San Francisco game was again the winner plays Auburn. Easy. The Auburn's losing. I mean, I'm looking at Miami. I'm looking at Miami I, I, in a game where the athletes completely match up. Yeah. If they, but the problem with those and picking your eight nines is it's almost harder to get that eight nine win than it is for them to beat that one seed because those yeah. eight nines are such crapshoots of games. Oh no, it's, it's all, just I, average power five teams battling it out. I I like never. I'm a huge Kempom. Like literally everybody knows I'm a Kempom guy. Um, I never keep track of my Ken Palm stuff. I literally like put it in my brain for a month, mm-hmm. and then like I'm like I love Ken Palm and like all these stats, and then I like I never write them down. So I I today listened to my the podcast that we did last year to be like, all right, can I let me get some of these Ken Palm statistics back in my head? And literally every single eight nine, me and you were like, I don't know. We're like, who who, who cares? It's just I, I mean, I had it's, this. I was like, I think it was like a Florida. Uh, who did Florida play in the first round? Vatek. Vatek. I was like. I, I picked Florida, and that's the one game I haven't looked back at because I just don't know. It's anything. just average power five teams battling it out. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, th- let's go through some guys. Let's start. I mean, I don't know if we want to start in a direction. I don't really have a list at the top of my head, so it might help to go in order. Players that you like to see, let's start in the West. Okay. Let's start in the West because we're going to get so into the matchups and the brackets on their pod- next podcast that we're just going to talk about the games. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me in the West immediately – was the opportunity we could have in the second round of Chet Holgram versus yep. Jalen Duren. Mm-hmm. I was um, going to say the exact same thing. Boise State's going to be really tough, and everyone's going to pick Memphis because they don't know about Boise State. Um, so it could be a really hard game for Memphis. Boise State won a very tough conference this year. I, I think conference both teams are top 10 defensively Yeah. Um, in the past, like, since Amani left, which is basically all which that matters for Memphis. Which is insane how Memphis has gotten so much better. They're top 10 offensively and defensively yeah, since Amani left. They have been dominant. They, they, they stuck around with a... Houston team today that I was kind of going to be disrespectful of yeah. A because of my history with them but B they didn't have a good win before Memphis today and Memphis swept so, them in the regular season yeah Memphis so hard to beat team three times right that was Houston's only win um, those guys I look for one guy that could win you a tournament is on Arkansas it's JD Note yep that's a name to watch um, I don't know if you have any others from this group here I mean Ron Harper Geo Baker and Big Ten Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year uh, Caleb McConnell um, you know that's that's who I I think I just named three players who can be a core championship team but in all reality i think this is a this is a lot of athletes and i, I think this this bracket's going to get overshadowed by the east in the terms of athletes because of the names that are that we're going to later talk about in the east but gonzaga has a very tough test because you have to think if they had to play memphis that's a team that has the high powered recruits that can almost they are match not going to be them, scared to play gonzaga they're not going to be scared to play gonzaga um, you know, if you look at UConn and Vermont and Arkansas, mm. those mm. three teams are potential. U- those are really the three teams that you. I sorry, New Mexico State. You're just. I'm not worried about you at all. Those are three potential Sweet 16 matchups. God, UConn athletic Vermont has been a lighted up has been a darling to you know mid majors for the last three years, and this is kind of their opportunity. And I haven't even mentioned Arkansas yet, which you already named the player SEC which is the most athletic conference in college basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we look at the bottom of the bracket. I mean, it's Duke. You have Paolo. Yeah. And I think, I think Duke has a way easier route to the Elite Eight than, that interesting? than Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga has a very easy route. I mean, Gonzaga has one of the hardest routes for the one seeds, which all one seeds except for Arizona and, can't, I guess, Baylor and Gonzaga have the two hardest. But Duke, very easy. Um I think Gonzaga are very hard, but a lot of names. I think this bracket is going to be an exciting one to watch, but like I said, going to be overshadowed by the East. Yep, yep, definitely. And, and we'll get into Duke and everything that's going on there because they're a weird team, and they got kind of lucky, no surprise, with Coach K's last year. Yeah, so we'll too see. bad they're not in Chicago, though, like you requested. Yeah, all the way out west. Uh, heading to the, the East, 
I mean, Baylor with all their guard sticks out. I'm trying to look at it. Dude. Some guys here. I mean, okay, so this is going to be a popular pick. Virginia Tech. Storm Murphy is the point guard there. Mm-hmm. He's electric. They have, like, three guards that can light it up. They're really good. Um, Marquette has Justin Lewis, All-American. He's phenomenal. Um, UCLA is UCLA. UCLA is UCLA. Has literally, Miles Johnson, who got robbed the Big Ten defense player last year, but they have really all their guys return almost yep. from last year. Yep. Um, and they, they fought hard with the Arizona team in the Pac-12 championship. I don't think this is a team that can be written off. Nope. And then you, we haven't even said Purdue and Kentucky yet. I want it so badly. It, I, re- I really hope there's not an upset. I don't. Why did dude? Why did they put Murray State in San Francisco in this bracket? It's so stupid. I know. That's what I was saying. It's just flip USC and Miami, and then no one would ever care about. No one would ever look at that bottom corner. I don't until, get it. Until uh, Purdue played Kentucky. I don't get it. Um, I think fading Texas is going to be a popular play. Yeah. I hate them. I I think that this is going to be a bracket where I don't th- I don't see Baylor getting out of it. Um, I just don't, and I think that they've struggled, and I'm big on like this whole no national champion ever for a team that lost in the first round of their conference tournament, so Baylor. Sorry. Yeah, I just but, don't like that the top half of this bracket has two teams that made it as far as Baylor and UCLA did last year, and have that many guys back again. Yeah. Because there's like... That's fair. It's just like, God, I don't want to take them that far again, even though yeah. it's the same guys, it just... I don't know. It's well, like, kind of a mental warfare. I think St. Mary's and UCLA, I think whoever, I think if they play each other in the second round, I think that the winner of that's going to be an issue for the top half of that bracket. Yeah, dude, St. Mary's, they're going to get picked against, especially in this IU game, not just from Indiana people. I think people in general because it's IU. and Nobody knows about St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a very good basketball team. Kicked Gonzaga's ass and then competed with them again in the tournament. Yeah. So they And they're like all international. Mm-hmm. And St. Mary's has always been like – I don't know, for college basketball, like, lovers. St. Mary's has just always been a team that are like, I, I just know that they're going to fight hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, I don't know. There's just so many names. I, there's so many different combinations that you can pull out with this bracket. Um, a lot of teams that people are very high on, and they all fell into one bracket. Here's, here's just one that just kind of came to my face that I just saw. LSU versus Iowa State. Uh, that I was going to comment, comment on that game. It's the least cared about game in in the entire tournament. What is that? No, I was gonna. I was specifically had that one circle. <laughs> I just, I just, just hit me in the face. No, I, I it makes no sense. It's literally, I. Will Wade's gone. First team to forty-five wins that game. I mean, Wisconsin or Colgate, whoever wins that game, congrats on the Sweet Sixteen. Unless LSU's got this weird like play for the interim guy. But isn't it like? Uh, oh no, that was Georgia who hired Florida's coach. That was really just, weird. Yeah, didn't make sense. Um, going to the Midwest. I really hate that Richmond has to play Iowa. Jacob Gilliard's the point guard for Richmond. Single-handedly tried to take Buckman out of the tournament today. He yeah. is electric. He just really sprints good. around really and waits play. for a three. The it's- play that he had where it was like Foster Malloy was like backing him down. Yep. Right when Foster Malloy, Foster Malloy turned, stripped it. Yeah. I, I was. I'm not saying his name. Foster Malloy. Malloy. I got. I don't know why I was saying. I was thinking Malloy. You were. Yeah. Right, which is dumb. next year. John just Michael. wait on it. Yeah. Biggie's come or Biggie's most improved player, mm-hmm. but he took him, took the ball right out of his hands, went down the court, literally flew past everybody and won. Yeah, yeah. He, and that, I, I think that he tied leads, the game. He either leads the he leads the country in steals. He might have the all time. He might be pushing all time for steals. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Um, out from like John Stockton or somebody. But they can't really score. I think Iowa's going to be too much. So, I mean, Iowa's Keegan Murray is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Iowa. I said it to you. Before they won the Big Ten Championship. And I don't like Iowa. 
Um, even if you look, I listened to my, again, listen to the podcast from last year, and I specifically said I really hate Iowa. Um, Iowa is, like, for Keegan Murray's twin brother, for some reason, is can guard bigs, even though he's five inches smaller than all of them. Yeah. Keegan Murray is a top five player. Jordan Bohannon, if he's on, it just adds a scoring factor. Yeah. Uh, and then they also have like Trusant and uh, Perkins is is, is that who? Perkins from Lower and North. They they just have so many guys here. You just watch that them freshman today. And also, I haven't named the two McCaffreys who, for some reason, I hate the McCaffrey family. I hate them. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they can all shoot. They can all drive. They can all make contact uh, shots. And it, their defense is impeccable. Yeah. They're long. They're athletic. Everybody on their team can score. And I think this Iowa team, if they can get past San Diego or San Diego. Uh, South Dakota State, I think that they're going to be a problem for Kansas. Kansas I really do because Kansas can't match up with their scoring ability. They just can't. Kansas doesn't have like any shooters. No, I think every yeah you said it. All five guys on Iowa's floor and three on the bench can get fifteen. Yeah. Some freshman played today against Purdue. He's like six seven, can stroke it, hit back to back threes, yeah, eight points. Yeah, tough buckets. Like, and I've never seen him play before. Never, never, and it wasn't one of those flukes. Um, one thing for Purdue, I think you know we should bring this up. I think preseason, everyone loved Purdue. The amount of talent they have, I just I think it wasn't a disappointing regular season for them by any means. But to finish third overall in the regular season and not win the Big Ten title um, and end up with the three seed, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of pressure on Purdue. Yeah. Um, and I think they have a weird deal now because they took Brandon Newman out of the lineup for at the start of the, the season because they just couldn't play ten guys the way they want to play. Mm-hmm. They needed a spark against Penn State. He came in, phenomenal job by him. Had never played in, like, what, two months? Had, like, 15 points or whatever he did. Played him a little in this championship game. Things got a little weird with Sasha's minutes and everyone else's minutes. So how Painter is going to handle playing these guys? Like, we are in March. We are here, and Purdue does not have a lineup set. Uh, they don't have a closing minute lineup set, whether, no. whether it's Edie or Williams. They don't and know it's what like to do Edie there. Edie just wasn't, didn't play the last 10 minutes today. No, it's just and it's a game-by-game basis I get with kind of the pace and their opponent, but... There is just no solidified lineup for these guys late in closing minutes. And I think that matters because they're just completely different teams with other yeah. guys on the floor. Uh, and I think that could be a problem. And one guy that you know they might see that we probably should bring up is Oscar. If you don't know him, you will. Yeah. Um, maybe National Player of the Year. Maybe probably National Player of the Year that you probably don't even know about. He's going to average 12 boards at least. He's going to have more rebounds after against Zach Eady. I, I, oh, I want that game so badly. Six smaller I want that game so badly. It's going to happen. But I, speaking of Purdue, though, if they were if they took Wisconsin's three seed, final four bound. Not a question. Final four bound. Not a question. I think that I think there's a very good chance that that's a, the Big Ten. Look, there's nine Big Ten teams at the end of this. We're going to be like, the Big Ten's not winning a national championship this year. All right? And we may have one final four team. And there's going to be upsets, and everyone's going to be like, why do we give the Big Ten nine seasons? It's going to be like, we do this conversation every single year. They haven't won a national championship since, like, Tom Izzo and the year I was born. Yep. I think you might see a Big Ten all-elite eight um, in that in, in the Midwest. In the Midwest. With Iowa and Wisconsin. Yeah, very well could. very possible. Very well could. That's, that's just my big thought on, because the bottom, it, just the bottom of the Midwest is just so ugly to me. I hate the bottom of the Midwest. It's my least favorite part of the bracket in terms of, it's just not fun. And then also, or well, yeah, it just starts off with LSU, Iowa State. Don't care. And then it's just I don't I don't like Auburn this year. I just don't. And then the team that would have to potentially beat them is USC or Miami. I just hate this. I hate everything about that bracket. 
Yeah, LSU Iowa State is a game that like I'm not, I'm I don't want to on my TV. I don't care if it's the only game on at that point. I would just like look ahead to what's next. That's honestly just pisses me off the more we talk about it. How irrelevant that game is. Could you name a player in Iowa State? No. Could you name a win that they have? No. I know they started like twelve and zero, and then they sucked after, but yeah. they like racked up a bunch I, of Q one wins. Already. And that's how LSU was too, right? Yeah. So stupid. Um, LSU though, what game was it? Was it the Florida game that we were watching? They had that like tiny point guard who just could not miss. Mm-hmm. They still I mean, they got some freaks. Tarizan's really good. Um, I think Loyola over Ohio State seems like. I don't think one. I mean, I think pick Ohio State. is Loyola favored. I'm serious. Like, no, I think they are. I think they're two and a half point favorite. Are they? No, no. Wait, wait. No. Okay. I actually don't know that for sure. South Dakota State is two and a half point dogs. Yeah, which is Providence. hilarious. That's the one. Yeah. I, I I would not be surprised if Loyola is favored though. They're so much better. They are. And Ohio State... Loyola's favored by one. They are. Yeah. Ohio State has fumbled down the stretch. Could not be playing worse. They lost to Penn State. I think it's in their head, especially after last year. Loyola Chicago is Loyola Chicago. Loyola has Lucas Williamson. He's like 6'7", all-conference defender. Yeah. Huge. He can match up with Liddell easy. Like, yeah. Not, not like Liddell's not going to get his, but they have someone to guard him. Braden Norris is a phenomenal point guard. Loyola has like three guys still from that team that went on that run. Um... It just sucks they play a team like Nova, probably in the second round. That's just so perfect. Um, but Nova's, Nova's weird. I mean, they get streaky, but I, I just don't like that for Loyola. No, and I think that just for Loyola being the 10 seed, the fact that this, you could have not had a better matchup as your 7 seed. Yeah. I mean, because Nova, Ohio State is... I think Nova and Tennessee played really? earlier in the year, and I want to say Nova destroyed them at Tennessee. Nova and Tennessee did play this year. I think Nova killed them. Or No, that wasn't... Was it in the... Uh, the, when it was like no, but then Nova went to Tennessee separately from that little tournament. Really? Okay, I don't remember that. Um, no, it was in the Hall of Fame tip-off. Yeah, when it was when Purdue played Villanova in that insane game. Yeah, Villanova won seventy-one fifty-three. Yeah, but, I mean it was it was in November, but uh, I mean Tennessee's different. Um, yeah, I think Tennessee and Michigan. That's going to be. I think that's a potential game that could be very interesting. Um, I just Tennessee's hot right now. They're one of the hottest teams in the country. They, like you said, they're they're really deserving of a two seed, and they could be playing a, potentially a Big Ten team that was top five preseason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who's your okay? I mean, we'll get into our picks, obviously, but if you had to look at this, not saying Rutgers, who was your one team kind of midway through the season that you're like, I'm going to pick them to win it all probably, and and now right now before you even do it, the bracket, who would you say you're going to have winning it all? I mean, it's going to be Gonzaga. I'm going to do it every year until it happens. I've, I've liked Gonzaga. Um, I think that I, you know, they're gonna. It's not gonna be pretty. Last year we were saying they're not gonna have a close game until the final four. Um, this year it, they're gonna have a close game, literally Saturday or Sunday, whatever day. Georgia that is. State. Um, so you know, I I just really like Gonzaga. I'm a big Gonzaga guy. I think that they deserve more credit for how consistent they've been at winning. Um, yeah, they haven't won a national championship yet, but they have consistently been to Final Fours and two championship games. Um, and I think with how much teams have struggled this year, um, I, I think it's a really good opportunity for Gonzaga to kind of take advantage of not having really any top-heavy teams. Um, like last year, you know, there was a conversation of like Gonzaga and Baylor were kind of what everyone said was going to happen. Yeah. It did happen. But – um, that could change. That could very easily change once I dive in. But also, I was looking at like Ken Palm stats, and I was like, "All right, these are like all the metrics." And I went in there, and like no one meets all of them besides Gonzaga. Right. So. Right. Which yeah. Which then it's like, but Gonzaga did get to play in that conference, so their metrics are always going to be better. Exactly. So it's hard with them. And I'm very aware of that. Yeah. 
Um, I would say I was Auburn early, then went to Kentucky for a really long time. I thought Kentucky was perfect. I, I, I mean, I'll get into the matchups and stuff. I just Arizona, if Kerr is healthy, which it sounds like he's going to be able to play, um, I just think they have the easiest path. I'm, I don't Dude, know. they're no, because I was going to say when you were talking about stuff. Gonzaga, I think, has one of the hardest paths, and Arizona by far has the easiest path because you have to think Seton Hall and TCU. I'm just not a Kansas guy. So. And then Houston, UAB, Illinois, I know, like, if either any of those teams make it to the, the Sweet 16, it's like I, I just don't see how you can get out of that and then have your get out of that insane first weekend and then have to play Arizona and win. Yeah. I, I, God, the, the South is so bad. The South's really bad. The West and the East are insane, and the South and the Midwest just. I mean, suck. you could make an argument in the South, other than Longwood. However, the hell they got a 14 seed that every underdog could win in the first round. I mean, other than the one, the two, and then Longwood. Yeah, I think I think, I think underdogs. You could say four through just, all those could, would, underdogs could win. I 100% agree, um, and then I think when you look at other places, uh, I think the 13 could beat the four in the West. I think the 11 could beat the six. I think the uh, mm-hmm. I, I could care less about the four season three, but that doesn't happen unless it's Applin oh, Christian. God. But Davidson winning, um, you know, Wyoming, Indiana always have a chance. Akron's not going to do it, but Vatek, um, you know, I think there's a lot of chances for 14 seeds. I mean, 13 seeds to win this year, and the the South really amplifies that. So, yeah, definitely going to be a year of upsets. So. If you don't know what to do, just pick the underdog and hope for the best. Hopefully, you only lose a game off of it instead of a couple. Um, yeah, but well, that was really all. I don't know. Do you have anything else? Yeah, we just wanted to kind of give a quick just thoughts coming in because we haven't really talked as much college basketball, but we haven't been paying attention to it. And then Wednesday morning, we'll be releasing our brackets. When we release those, those are going to be final and solidified, um, and that's going to be before the Rutgers game. So I might have like a final. My national champion might be losing. So. Yeah, I. <laughs> I will say, I mean, God, it's that game against Rutgers, but my last thought would be Alabama is either going to the Elite Eight or they're losing by 20 in the first round. Very fair. And it has nothing even to do with Rutgers. That's just the Bama's. We've been saying it for to ourselves for two months now. I did not want them in the tournament because I have no absolute clue what to do with them. They are. the way they play sucks. Very weird. And I hate Nate Oates. He's one of my least favorite coaches. Yeah, country. Him and Fran McCaffrey. Oh, just gonna be nice. We can get off work. Get off work. Enjoy this. March is back. Normal stadiums all across the country. And I know here it's gonna be seventy-two and sunny. I'm gonna have all TVs set up, and I'm gonna have the you know. Yeah, I I know Michigan plays here in the afternoon. Uh, We have Michigan, um, Tennessee, which are very drivable, and then we have also Kentucky. Um. And I think those are that's the two bracket sides, yeah. So I mean, Michigan, Tennessee, and Kentucky are all going to be in Indianapolis. So I might get a that's one funny. of those half shirts, half jerseys with the Dons and Murray State. Really, just out of support, That'd be fun. Because I feel bad for them. Yeah. Wow, we have some really good games here. No, I was watching that. I was I was wanting to get tickets, but they're going to probably be so so expensive. Oh my! God. Murray State's also not far. San Francisco, that's really far. Sorry, St. Peter's. What is that? Florida. I don't I'll know. ride with the Dons. I've I've loved the Dons all year. All right. Well, yeah. Enjoy the tournament. We'll get our picks yep. out. Well, I'm going to go into my Ken Palm den, and we'll have picks for you Wednesday morning. Tom Brady's back. Burke, take us out. Now y'all look money hungry, and that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have it. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. 
Ear to ear, baby. Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I could pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time till they start to notice I'm soft-spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed, but these new guys hopped on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between is mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talent's in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the band. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious Full steam ahead, can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently been But I'm bent out of shape for my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said, honey, don't worry about the money Only loving me for what's inside my mind Spit sick shit to the day I'm old Never catch me doing what I'm told Fuck bronze, silver, let's get gold Sign this line and sell my soul I don't wanna sell my soul Do what I'm told Grow boring and old Nah I just wanna live my life, make sure it's right and have a hell of a night, yeah. I don't know how much more I can take, I think I'm starting to wear down. Give me a while I could tear down, everyone look at me scared now. I don't want any more activists, activists all have been acting fake. Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break.